What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast, and today we have a big announcement. I'm with my good friend Kate Branton. Hi, Kate. Hi, Joe. Um, and for a while, I've been talking about it. I actually talked about it this morning. Not like anyone knows really what this morning is or what today is or yesterday. Um, but on the intro for my podcast that will be going out later today, I talk about um, all the exciting things that are going to be coming in 2019 mm. with the Lighthouse Family Network. And I haven't talked about it really with anyone. I mean, outside of the group of people that are part of it. But I haven't talked about it this way to the general Public. It's a great day to, to bring it out into the world. Tell them tell them what, who this family is and what you've created. <laughs> who is this family? Um, well, first, let's say what we created. Okay. Uh, um, so from doing the podcast, I've really been having a good time. And from the beginning, for the people that are listening, you've probably heard Kate on a couple of the episodes that I've done. And there are other fun people in my life that have amazing talents like this and I thought would be good podcast host. So I reached out to some of my friends and said, hey, do you want to start a podcast network with me? And that's what we're doing. We started a podcast network called Lighthouse Family. Um, the website is Lighthouse Family Network. Is that right? I, no. Isn't, no. Mm -mm. It's like lighthousefamily.net. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think that's correct, Joe. Yeah. I, it's um, lighthousefamily.net. Yes. Lighthousefamily.net. We're going way back to the beginning of the inter internet with our dot nets. It's like the alpha and the omega. We're, we're going back to where we began to go forward. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So with this Lighthouse Family Network, along with the Inspired Creativity Podcast, Kate is going to have a podcast. I am. That's called rebirth rebirth i yeah i'm really excited actually <laughs> i'm excited too um but before we actually jump into what kate's podcast is going to be about let me tell you really quickly the other podcasts that we're going to have as well um a good friend michael barata who is a I like to say social change enthusiast. Mm -hmm. He used to call himself that. He's going to be hosting a show called The Lounge. And it's all about everything from being inspired to music to results-only work environment. So it's going to be a little, a little art, a little business, a little inspirational type of show. Is it like hanging with him? Like if you were hanging with, with Barata in The Lounge? Like, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're just sitting in the does. lounge, mm -hmm. listening listening to some tunes, you know, talking about the funk. Yes. He's very funky. Isn't he a he drummer? Is, he is a drummer. He is a drummer in the Big Dirty. Uh, that's the name of his band. Uh, so, Michael's going to have a show. Jason Blau, the founder of Sit Meditation Space. Uh, very, is busy. Me very busy. Very mm -hmm. busy. Um is going to have a meditation show and that show is going to be broken into two 18 minute segments the first 18 minutes ish is going to be about meditation and the topic for the day and then the second half of the show is going to be an actual guided meditation so that's going to be really fun for the How people beautiful. that yeah. say they can't meditate Jay's going to help walk walk them through. In the safety of wherever they are, in their home, outside, in their car. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Making it very accessible. And you don't have to download any apps or sign up for anything. You just, you know, click on Jay's podcast every week and be guided through meditation. Plus, Should he's be been very... teaching meditation to so many diverse people, you know, like that's kind of his gift, right? Like accessing these things. Exactly. No matter who you are, you know, no matter mm -hmm. if you're somebody that's meditating already or maybe you are curious and a little intimidated. He's a really good guide, I think. Yes, exactly. Makes it very accessible for anyone to sit and start a meditation practice. It's funny because, you know, it's like yoga when people say, oh, I can't do yoga because I can't touch my toes. And then people you... say, I can't, <laughs> I can't meditate because I can't quiet my mind. Well, obviously. <laughs> That's why we meditate. It's a practice. Right. 
people that's a practice um and then another show that's going to be coming a little bit later i'm going to, i'm going to guess that the, this show is going to probably happen in springtime mm-hmm. our good friend daniel cordu from dan from from daniel from Palo Santo. <laughs> from daniel from well, daniel mm-hmm. from daniel from daniel from Palo Santo wellness boutique is going to be hosting a show all about um hindu stories and yogic stories yogic philosophy yeah if you've ever gone to daniel's classes you'll know that his dharma talks are great and sometimes a long time sometimes you wonder like are we actually going to do yoga today or are we just gonna (laughs) are you just gonna tell the stories and from the time like I started practicing with Daniel, I remember thinking like he is an amazing storyteller. Like the story, like it's so entertaining hearing these stories. So I thought it would be great for him to share these stories of the deities and his tradition and his bhakti way of life. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun as well. That's going to be exciting, and I think information that yoga has become popular but people might not always know the depth that's available so to have access to those stories and you know hindu stories have so much to the metaphor and to the alignment of them that there's a lot to it that's great and daniel's a great storyteller so this is exciting yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and he really knows how to like work you know let you know that this is a metaphor right and this is you know kind of like the idea and the meaning and you know good direction yeah i'm very excited about this and this episode is like the kickoff episode of the whole kit and caboodle and introducing Kate and rebirth to the world. Well, can I, if I may, you please. Yes. um, Yes. Can we talk about the name lighthouse family? Yes. Let's, let's do that. Because like we kind of talked about every, I mean, I, I can't wait to talk about rebirth and I'm stoked to be on this conversation where we sort of share this family and everyone who has their different gifts and wanting to reach out. But I feel like, Yes, like you said, we did it together, but this idea of Lighthouse, I mean, could you talk to us a little bit about that, Joe? Oh, well, of course I can, Kate. (laughs) Um, I think it's great. Yeah, I think people want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And as you can probably tell, this is why Kate is going to have her own show as well, because (laughs) she is such a good host and circling back and be like, wait a minute, hold on. You're forgetting a whole big chunk of things. So the name Lighthouse family came from pretty much Yogi Bhashan and the Kundalini Yoga tradition. Um, If you don't know, I teach Kundalini Yoga and meditation, and I love the practice and the teachings. And Yogi Bhashan has this beautiful quote, and it's just, be the lighthouse. Pretty simple. Because when you're the lighthouse, no one can crash around you. Mm. And we try to shine our light so bright that it inspires and uplifts other people to shine their bright. Their bright to shine their light as bright as possible that it inspires somebody else. Um, And that's where the lighthouse name came from because I feel we're all shining our light. We're shining our true gifts out with the world in the hopes that it inspires other people to do the same. I think that's so beautiful and so needed. There was, um, I think I was talking to you about how as Lighthouse Family is being birthed and I was listening to Megan Watterson talk. Um, You should check her out. And she was saying about, I just like serendipity and she was mentioning the Lighthouse metaphor um, and saying that when you're a Lighthouse, you know, you're not chasing, you just are. So even if the circumstances change and I feel like you've all created an environment to invite us to, you don't have to adapt to what should media be or what should a podcast be but you've created this network for of finding people and creating a net for them as opposed to asking them to change to share and I think that's a really important distinction Hmm. and I really I I, it's been um exciting for me because sometimes when I have an idea like rebirth right like I'll just unintentionally kind of go into it the name of rebirth came because um, I'm a, you know, I'm a first time mom now and I've been working with women and working with wellness and I was an educator in the public sector and in the corporate sector. So I've kind of always been educating. Like that's one of the things I've done my whole life, even if it looks different because it was different verticals of business. 
And a lot of women get super inspired after birth because, you know, kind of in present day society, birth is sort of happens behind closed doors. You know, everyone is birthed, but nobody really knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's just a sham, (laughs) you know, like whether you want to have kids or not, you know, all mammals know that um, more species is coming. It's only humans that don't want to deal with it. And I just thought that's like so crazy. And when the podcast first started, I was going to call it birth. And some of the marketing ideas we talked about and talked about everybody else in the family. And I got help in how to keep my message and reorient it so other people could hear it but stay true to who I am, which Mm -hmm. is keeping with the lighthouse metaphor, but it's also keeping with the idea of rebirth. So rebirth is about changing how women do business. And it's not about telling women to do things differently but about stories of women from different industries or um, just really passionate people or artists that are being all of themselves, you know, whether they're a mother or not, whether they move from an intuitive perspective or not. And stop having this idea that we can only be shards of ourselves. Because I think when we move holistically, that's how people really succeed, right? Because success is being who you are, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, doing what you want to do. So when you invited me to consider this and you know the podcast rebirth actually went through its own rebirth to to claim its space of um like the first part well the episode that we're going to blend into about um christina super on super skin and and how she tells her story that i find tremendously inspiring about perseverance and intent and will and creating a new destiny and how she was free to talk about her personal and her professional and how that helped as a, that created motivation and it also created more obstacles. And I think that's needed now, you know, where you don't have to separate yourself anymore. No, um, definitely not. I think that's um, one of the things that I've learned over the years from working for myself, that it's all one. Like there is no you know, separation between what I do and who I am. It's funny because yesterday I was playing in the backyard with Stella, throwing her stick around. And for some reason, I had this flashback of when I worked in information technology. I don't even know where it came from. It just like flew into my consciousness of at that time in my life, I if I would be standing in my backyard throwing a stick with my dog, I would also be thinking about, I wonder what's happening with this project and this and this and this, and I need to check all of these emails. And it's like, I was always doing all of these things to make sure that this other organization was up and running, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't enjoying it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like, Oh, I'm, I'm creating. I was like, Oh, I have to see what, fire I need to put out where now it's just like everything just flows it's like my days are just these there's never a, a, a morning where I wake up I'm like oh my goodness I can't believe I have to go to this meeting you know which it's just I, like, I feel like we should pause for like there's a lot of people that want that mm-hmm. yes and deserve that I mean I'm saying that as an invitation to whoever's listening Oh, totally. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's one of those things that we we we've been trained so much to kind of just, you know, go to school, get a job and kind of blindly follow along. Yeah, I would agree. And and work for the weekends and then hope, you know, that, oh, you know, maybe Friday night I can go out and do something fun and Saturday and Sunday. And then, you know, Monday I'm back. I'm back at my, you know back in my office, back in my cube. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I've just noticed the way that life has shifted because I'm more in alignment with what I feel I've been put on this planet to do. Beautifully said. So I'm, I just get to flow, you know, with a, in a state of grace and thankfulness for this life, you know, that I, I don't have to sit in those board meetings anymore and talk about how are we going to implement the new Microsoft Word. Right. <laughs> you know, now it's just like, oh, I get to go create with this person today. And I have a conversation for the podcast later with this person. And then I'm working on this project with these people. You know, and it's just this flow of creativity. And it's just, it's made life a lot better than 
the worrying of other people's things that really don't concern me. It was just where my paycheck was coming from. I and feel like I totally went off on a big random well, uh, tangent there. Right. Well, I'm just, if people are listening to it, even if you're in a circumstance where you can't change all of it immediately, like reclaiming one aspect of yourself is really empowering or distancing mm-hmm. yourself. Like, you know, if you are at a nine to five and maybe you ha- that you don't enjoy and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, great. Is this going to be one of those podcasts that like doesn't apply to me? It's like, no, because there's a whole journey and your journey might not be starting your own business, but it might be finding a way to enjoy where you are. Exactly. You know? And I think everyone in this Lighthouse Family Network has a different aspect of that to share. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and that's why it's a family, right? Because people need different things and, and access different points of it. So exactly yeah exactly. I, i'm really excited to be a part of this i'm excited to be a part of to be a part of it to have you be part of it for the whole process and it's been a fun and challenging project so far um only because typically when i do projects i come up with the idea and i throw them out into the world i just put them out there without much planning or thought and and this one has been different you know because of everyone involved and noticing and taking the time to say we should probably put the brakes on and move a little bit slower so that when we do release everything it really comes out as this beautiful finish finished project so it's been an interesting process of self-discovery or rebirth if you will (laughs) how about that that was pretty well done i have to say Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i'm excited about it so this little intro um podcast is to introduce you all to kate and kate's first episode which you know probably won't be live on kate's podcast until the new year but we wanted to start giving you little nuggets of some of the goodness that we are creating um because it's a process it's not just you know something that we're just throwing out there we are taking our time to produce these and give you quality content that will inspire and uplift Yeah, and I think we're all learning as we do it and, and, and inviting people and guests that um, have beautiful stories to share, you know, and they're so diverse. And yet some of the things that link all of them is the courage to listen to the voice inside and to do something to follow it. That's yes. basically what, you know, rebirth is about and that we all have to do that, you know, if we're if we're going to grow. If, we're, if we want to if we want to keep evolving into a better version of ourselves, with, which hopefully we're meeting on a you know pretty frequently in in our life so yeah i'm i'm excited to share rebirth with the world and and knowing that i have a platform to share these people i meet amazing people that are doing amazing things and i really carefully picked some pretty different people to share with everyone so i'm excited to bring everyone into to my world and and see who i have um, had the pleasure to connect with and also this podcast like anything else when you do something new has brought new people into my life and new stories and, and we're just hoping that grows and continues that's one of our goals with rebirth is just to keep spreading the connectivity of of women that are um, finding new ways to to be themselves yes yes so let's how about this why don't you tell us a little bit about this episode your first episode that we're going to roll into who did you talk to what was it about give us a little a little quick rundown of what our listeners are going to hear in your first episode certainly you are going to meet meet um christina super who i met two years ago as a client and we just really um gelled pretty quickly she's a super available generous um creative woman and she's a hard worker and she I don't want to give too much away but what she shares what it's like to leave the comfort of being you know 24 years in an industry and with one company which is um as a mother is as a certain sense of security that why would anyone want to upend and why she upends it and what that's like and one of the reasons I wanted to interview her is that she was honest with 
the difficulty of making that choice and change. And what she chooses to do and how she listens to herself is, I mean, it's probably the third time I've had her tell me my story. And every time I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, it's just, so she does um, skincare with love um, downtown in Center City, Philadelphia. But she will be, when the podcast um, comes out, she will be on a four-month sabbatical with her son who will be arriving in January. So that is also why she was our first podcast, which felt like a commitment to, again, it's not that you have to have children, but as a mother, I have realized that in our world right now, children are seen as a little bit of an inconvenience. And I think if our world was a little bit more forgiving um, and more life-friendly and birth-friendly, everyone child has children or doesn't would would benefit from that because we would be making business and cultural choices based on life sustaining activities as opposed to just uh, revenue which is consumptive so not to get super heady but that is one of the other ideas behind um, rebirth is bringing back that idea that of of life being um, sustainable and not a burden I am so excited to share your episode with everyone. And, and should we roll really, right into it? Do you want them to meet Christina? I think we should just roll right in. Hi, this is Kate Breton, and you found Rebirth, a podcast about women changing how they do business. I am so glad to be here with you. Yo. And where are we for those that are listening? We are we are at my skincare office, mm-hmm. Christina Super Skin, uh, in Philadelphia, downtown Walnut and Sixteenth and Walnut. Okay, perfect. Just in case anybody wants to find you, and how could they find you? They can go online, uh, www.christinasuper.com. Okay. Facebook, Christina Super Skin. And you're on Instagram, too. And I'm on Instagram, Christina okay. Super Skin. Perfect. Thank so you. we'll repeat those at the end, but just in case you hear this, you should just hop on right away and start following you because you're amazing. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you. So happy. I know. So should we mention anything else about how we are sitting here right now? How many of us are there? My Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's me, Kate, and sweet baby James. Oh, I'm really excited. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a good good time right now yeah i feel like we need they sometimes they don't get acknowledged i think that's really important there's not just two of us here there is three there is three soon to be three outside there you have it (laughs) so we've known each other for two two two-ish almost two almost two years okay years and and at that time i was already impressed with how you described your relationship with life Oh, thank you. And I thought when there was ever, when we met, we were like, and we'll do all these. We weren't sure what the things were going to be yet, but we were like going to do all of these things, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And I think this is one of the first things is sharing your story. Yes. So you do skincare. I do. Or at least it appears that that's what you do is skincare. Yes. Uh, facials. Mm-hmm. And, but as I, there's so much more to it mm-hmm. for me. It's so personal. It's about the touch. It's about how you make someone feel. So it's the personalized relationships you develop with people. And I think that's why it's so special to me. It's pretty vulnerable, too, to let people, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? Let's give our listeners a little bit of background. About almost 24 years. Wow. And how long have you been in this location? I've been in this space since May. I've been in the city um, mm-hmm. almost two years. Okay. So let's start about that. What what has changed in the past? This is a big journey that you have been on. So how did yes. how did Christina's super skin, this new um, manifestation or this new phase of your business, since you've been in this craft for so long, how did this come to be? I... Like I said, I've been in the business for 24, almost 24 years, mm-hmm. and I actually pretty much worked at the same place for about 21. Mm-hmm. And I think like anything in life, it just, your your life evolves, you mm-hmm. transform, and you grow with or outgrow something. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to a point where I felt where I was was not portraying who I was anymore. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. What was one of the indications for you that it was time to go? I was most comfortable, like I always am, believe it or not, is behind a closed door working one-on-one with someone. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason that is, that's mm-hmm. where I get my most uh, my most comfort. Mm-hmm. 
And That's I, where you shine when you work with yeah, people. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just, it's an energy, it's a feeling, it's, it's just that whole vibe. And I wasn't feeling that anymore. And I'd say a year prior to my move, mm -hmm. I started to pay attention, like I do a lot in life, to things. And I started listening to people who had passions. And I knew I loved what I did. Like, I loved it. Yep. But I wasn't loving my space anymore and where I was. And I wanted to be able to take it to the next level mm -hmm. and make it more one-on-one, -on -one, where it could just be me and my client where I can oh. personalize it and where we could get to know. It's a relationship. It is a relationship. And I felt that the industry was kind of starting to steer away from that. Why do you think that is? Is it like anything else that it kind of goes more towards the bigger, the numbers, like that? Bigger, better. Bigger, better. Yeah. Right. And yes. you brought us into more intimate and more personal. Yes. That's just who I am. Right. That's what I love. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do bigger, better anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like at that point I had had gained enough knowledge and mm -hmm. I learned enough on my own that I wanted to be able to share what I had mm -hmm. and what I had learned with other people. So, you know, it's really interesting for me about that. It, and one of the things I want, I'm hoping these kind of podcast, this podcast in particular would do is talk about the difference in a lot of times bigger, better is what we're told is the way that it has to happen. Yep. And it's actually a very masculine way of doing something that you always have to go up the slope. And nature actually works in cycles. And feminine energy works in cycles, too. So, like, something is planted, it blossoms, it flourishes, and then the, the cycle ends, you know? And then it goes back down into the void. And that doesn't mean that, like, our career has to end, but we, like, move in cycles. We can't always have bigger, better growth. Like, a tr like there's, there's even when growth is happening, it slows down, it's in different phases. And I think when we... Um, don't evaluate our life we just keep going towards bigger better and not knowing that we might have actually gone off track so it sounds what I'm hearing you say is that you were listening to your internal compass yes. right now there was more to it than you just leaving so let's talk about your journey into um, I know that you've shared with me a little bit about you know th that and I, please rephrase if I'm incorrect but that one of the reasons that you are who you are right now is you know what it's like to have bigger better to go to nothing and rebuild it again perfect yeah pretty much yes. can you tell us a little bit about that I can um you know I was married mm -hmm. first time very very young I was very mm -hmm. naive I was 21 when I got married mm -hmm. um I kind of went into a world that looked to me bigger better mm -hmm. and I think to other people and I learned to go with that world and but there was always something in me that was missing mm. and it was like this little voice and you know it, it was definitely not the healthiest environment mm -hmm. um, I have two children mm. and they were the most important to me and as a mom and a woman I worked part-time I took care of my children and I didn't have much control over anything else in my life that was pretty much it I did as you know, I kind of was directed to do. Mm -hmm. And I got to a point um, at, at about 34, I knew I was dying inside. Like I knew there wasn't going to be much left to me as a person yep. if I stayed in an unhealthy environment. And I wanted my children to also see better. Right. And to know that it's about, we create our own lives. And I know we hear that so much, mm -hmm. but it's, I lived it. I get it. And um, I guess from the outside, it all looked, you know, great. I had nice things and a nice house and a nice car. And mm -hmm. But inside, I always said there was, like, this, this void. I always felt it. Mm. And I it kind of, like, recently with my business, I paid attention to it. And at one point, I realized, you know, it's time to go. And it was not easy. I can't imagine it being easy. It wasn't, and it was not made easy for me. Sure. Um, I lost everything. Now, I just want to, because people are listening, I think sometimes it's harder when you're at an external accomplishment mm -hmm. to leave, right? 100%. Because everyone thinks you're crazy. Every it doesn't matter what the external accomplishment is. That can look different to a lot of people. But to leave when everyone's like, you have it so good, is like double whammy, Yeah. 100%. And even in your own brain for a while, it is. Sure. Because you're like... Sure. Especially if you're told 
things like this is it, you know, no one right. else is going to want you or this is right. you don't make enough money, you know, things that. And that's real for everyone. And I don't mean this is this doesn't have to be only about moms. But one thing I want to address is that there's double pressure, but there's double motivation, too. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And the, I think but then you realize you get to a point where you realize the I think you're so scared of the unknown Mm-hmm. But then you get to a point, or at least for me, I did, mm-hmm. that the unknown became less scarier than the familiar. How'd that feel? Like if someone's listening and they're like, I think, I think this might be where I'm at. Like what, and it's not going to be the same for everyone, yep. but like, I'm hearing that you, you maintained an internal connection, yes. right? And did the voice get louder or more quiet? It or? like literally screamed. <laughs> like, and it's so funny because at that time you wanted to shut up. Right. Right. Like, you want to shut it up. Like, I, for years, was like, shut right. up. Right. Because you want to, you want to keep going. You want to, that, that, like, you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know how you're going to do it. You don't right. know where you're going to go. You don't know what's going to happen. But when you get to that point, there's a point, And I don't know. And like you said, I think for everybody, it's different. Like, sure. But for me, my point was, the what? what am I doing? Like, what, what am I living? Like, I'm not being authentic mm-hmm. to who I am. Right. I'm not living my best life. Like I'm not being who I know I am inside. Mm-hmm. And I have to say like, when you leave and the amazing part is cause it's so hard to do. It's, it's probably, and it's only going to get harder for a bit. That's an important and moment. That's huge. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, like we said again, everybody's situation is different. Sure. But for me, I I left and I had to leave with my children, and mm-hmm. we had a year of living with my parents. Which is, I'm just gonna say, it can be humiliating, right? Oh uh, yeah, I. Had, I'm only saying that because I already no. uh, somebody's listening. Like, yeah. we've had these conversations. Oh my god. When you was, are externally successful, then it's then like, you, what's wrong, right? Yeah, everybody's like. I had a point where my car was no longer available to me for about a six week period, and. So I had to, my kids, you know, they, we just would joke because I'd have to borrow cars each day from my dad, my mom, and um, my brother. Right. We would switch, and I'm like, they must think I have a car lot now because <laughs> we'd pull up in school every day with a new car. Oh. But all while I'm still trying to go to work, and I'm trying to figure out what's next, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and and you have children involved. So yeah. you're trying to keep it all together. For them. For them. And... And you're now a 35-year-old woman out there in the world. And, you know, divorce is hard. Right. And it's not... No matter what. No, no matter, matter what. what. But when you have other external battles going on with it... Sure. It's harder. You know, it's, And I don't think our world is, even though it's prevalent, is very unkind towards it. Which is why I'm glad you're talking about it. Thank you. Because I feel like, one, everyone thinks it's not going to be them, whatever that means. Yep. And then, two, behind closed doors, same battles can be fought, but we don't know how, especially women, don't know how to be compassionate. To, and it's almost like if you have the same problems going on at home, you can either be much more compassionate or much more cruel. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think I saw both sides hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the day-to-day life, trying to get through all that, is, it's a lot. How do you think your kids, um, what do you think your kids learned from that? Resilience. Right on. Resilience. 100%. And I am proud of every step along the way. Because the one thing I said to myself, mm-hmm. no matter what I was met with, and I, I do this to this day, it's very important to me, what is my intent? When I do something, I ask myself, no matter what it is. What is my intent behind it? And if I can answer myself honestly and say my intent is good, then I'm okay with it. That I'm okay sharing my story or right. talking to people because we're all in this together, we'd hope. <laughs> so that, for me, mm-hmm. helped me make my decisions and to keep going and to, no matter what, the, that especially that one year, that when you're actually going through a divorce process. Tell me the story about the floor. The floor. So this is funny. Um, 
I moved back in with my parents, and I wound up in my sister's bedroom because my daughter wanted my bedroom. <laughs> so my mom joked because they couldn't fit the um, the box spring up the steps. So it was just a mattress on the bed, and mm -hmm. it was comfortable. Mm -hmm. uh, and one day, I remember I was just laying in the bed, and I remember laying there looking up, and I'm like, I'm in pain. Like, I'm in mm -hmm. so much pain. And it wasn't like, this. it was like emotional pain and I was lying on the bed and I, I just thought to myself, I wonder what would hurt more if I just rolled myself on the floor or what I'm feeling inside right now. So I rolled myself on the floor. Fortunately, it was just from the mattress <laughs> to the floor. So, and I laid there and I remember the first thought was, okay, that hurt. <laughs> the second thought was, I am as low as I'm going to go. I just rolled myself onto the floor. I have no car. I have no house. I have two children I'm trying to raise. I'm working on, I'm still working part-time trying to get more work. And I don't know, like, where tomorrow is. Like, I don't know what's happening next. Like, I don't know where we're going to live in a year. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. And then there was this, like, moment. I guess they say you get those moments. And all of a sudden, I felt this rush of, like, peace. And it was that moment I realized that void I had all those years was gone, even though I had nothing left. Like, that hole, that void I said I felt all those years, I'm like, I don't feel it anymore. And then, after that, I realized I didn't lose everything. I just gained everything, because I was officially me. Like, there was no more pretending. There was no more hiding. There was no more uh, this or that. It didn't matter anymore. Like, nothing mattered, because at that point, I had nowhere to go but up. Right. Because I was on the floor. Literally. I wish you could all see where we're sitting right now and what she has created, which we'll keep going, but I I, I, um, I, I don't need to comment on that. I, I think that story speaks um, brilliantly to your heart and also to, like, the vulnerability. Like, when people say, you just need to surrender, it's like, okay, you know, it doesn't look like yeah. an Instagram meme. That surrender is not like, hashtag I'm off caffeine for the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> rolling onto the floor of your life and mm -hmm. just being like you know I, I recently heard something like we're not aware of something we can't let it go and I was just I was kind of thinking about that like and, and listening into your story about how if you had pretended that it was better than it was you might have been on the floor longer mm -hmm. Met metaphorically or literally like and I know yeah. we're going to talk about how you built up from that moment yeah but I think that story is so and the void like the trade-off you know of of, of reclamation and the cost of reclamation and how that's a lot of us don't want to pay that price and then you wonder why you're still cycling through. Yeah. So the void was gone and then talk to us about then the up the slow or what was a couple steps and when you started to turn around because that um, feeling is everything. That, that feeling is actually everything. I that feeling was mm -hmm. amazing because like I said I, I there wasn't, you know, an endless bank account. There was just <laughs> right. the, it was like there was a feeling, yeah. and then there was a million dollars that slipped oh, yeah, through yeah. the door. And there no, no, might no. have been a perception of that, but I can assure you, as I sit here, <laughs> there was not. Mm -hmm. I I would check my bank account every day, hoping that there was money in there. And thank God for my parents. Right. You know, I lived with them. I was fortunate in that situation. Mm -hmm. But you just at some point realize you can sit on that floor for a minute. Right. But got you got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. And it hurts, and it's not easy. And you, there's going to be moments where you don't want to get up, but you do. Right. And some there's, I, I can say for me, it's mm -hmm. that flicker again. Like mm -hmm. just when I think I can't do it anymore, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, something gets in me, and it's like, get up. Like right. It's like a little spark up. or a little serendipity yeah, comes through. Yeah. Like keep going, and and so I did, and I think. I've always had a belief in something, bigger, you know, bigger, mm -hmm. and that helped me. Mm -hmm. And and slowly but surely, I gratitude. And I know it sounds so clear. I just started to really pay attention to like I know I might not have this or the the people that you thought highly of for many years that thought would come through and didn't. Mm -hmm. I learned that didn't matter. What That's mattered a good one. Mm -hmm. was the people that did come through. The right. people that like you didn't even know were paying attention. And oh wow. Like, I've always said, I had these little little people, like, all along the way. I don't mean little people. Like, no, I know what you like, mean. But I didn't even expect mm -hmm. to step up and, like, mm -hmm. call me and just say, like, hey, you okay? Like, you have no idea. And I always say to people, like, the power of that. 
and what that could do for someone's day. So true, especially when you're down when and you can't you can't really vocalize how down you are. You're so down. Yeah, and that little bit of, or the fact that you know. I couldn't afford to rent a car, and no one was helping me rent a car to uh-huh. get the kids to school. Right. But then I had people willing to loan me a car every day, like clockwork on schedule. It was like Monday morning, my dad's Monday <laughs> afternoon. Tuesday night, I'd go to my brother's after work and pick up his car so I could use it Wednesday. Like, that's priceless. That is priceless. It's humbling and, yes, and overwhelmingly, so like, abundant, too, at the same time. It's mm-hmm. both, right? Yes. So, okay, so you're you're... I love that you're you're being so honest. I really appreciate that because I believe when we share your story, you help somebody else. I'm one of my tenants. That for sure. is huge. Yeah, like, that is crazy. As that sounds is even in those moments. I remember thinking to myself, at someday, this is this is all part of that. Like we're all here to, mm. you know, help the next. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is my turn. So how did you? So give us a, like I know I know there was a dog that came oh along. Dog. Yes. So where did so and you give him a little bit of credit like so when yeah. did he come along and what role did he play and then so um, several months had gone by and I you know my, my divorce was final. I was you know I was working hard. My kids and I were getting ready to move into and this our is when you're still house. you're still doing part time still and, doing part time but you haven't birthed your own business yet. Not yet. Okay. Just now. just. We're still not even like, yeah. Right. And uh, um, about a week before we were going to move into our house, Uh um, because it took a little over a year. And Which is not that long, it's not, by the way. I was just going to say, you just said it took a little over a year. I'm like, that is not a long time. It was not a long time. Like, no. I, in that time, it felt it felt like it was like 30 years. Sure, sure. Because the process from beginning to end was like about a year and a half. So by the time, like, I felt like I got us to a point where we could right. manage, mm-hmm. um, I got a dog. My dog appeared, and um, he's a rescue. He's five years old. Mm-hmm. I had no intentions of getting a dog. It was mm-hmm. the last thing I needed. I wanted to make sure I could afford my house and my children still, because right. that was a little bit of an issue. Sure. But uh, someone had posted that if, on Facebook, if you didn't take him, somebody didn't take him by 11 o'clock, he was gone. Like, they mm-hmm. were dropping him off somewhere, and... I called the woman and I'm like, look, can you wait five days? I'm settling on my house in five days. And she brought him up oh. to my work to meet me that day. And I don't know. We just, he was like a big floppy, like, love muffin. So mm-hmm. she did wait. Mm-hmm. And um, she waited the five days and we had it full week. And she came back and dropped him off to me. And it sounds so crazy, but from the moment I got him, mm-hmm. like, Everything he gave me a reason to come home at night. Like mm-hmm. he gave me a reason not to want to go out and date again because the dating world's a whole other scene at sure. thirty five years old when Hello. you were with someone for seventeen years before. Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. And I was at the point I'm like, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. my kids aren't with me. I had my dog to come that's home right. to. I think that's a powerful space they hold. I think dogs presently can get closer to humans than other humans oh can God. at certain moments in time. But then somebody else did come in. Yes. Um, three months later. I moved after the dog. After the dog. So he was just, he yeah. was like literally the savior. Like mm-hmm. he came and I'm telling you, it was like, I don't know, amazing things started to happen. And it's so funny knowing him now because he didn't take too many people, which is amazing to me because... Mm. The first night we didn't have any furniture and we both slept on yoga mats next oh, to each other. Oh, you and the dog. Me and the dog. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Like, he, I love it. And then um, I think I got. I started in this kind of skin thing. I started to become more comfortable in my own skin, and that became important to me. And I was okay being with just me, the dog, and the kids. And I, sure. I resounded to the fact that I just might date. You know, when my kids aren't with me those days, maybe I'll go on a date for a nice dinner date and we're good. That's right. You might not be needing the same space from somebody else anymore. I'm good. I didn't leave uh, all that had happened to just settle and whatever. And then came my fiancé, now fiancé, Brad. And it was like the dog. Brad... It just became, it was like something, and I remember years before someone told me this, they said, you're going to one day meet someone and it's going to be like nothing you've ever known before. And that always stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking that and mm-hmm. he, there he was and it was easy and it was effortless and it was for the first time not crazy, which is key. key. I learned. 
It wasn't all spy. We actually laugh now because we think like, I was like, well, I'll go out with him again, maybe. And it's totally so, different. Totally different than what I had been used to when mm-hmm. I went into the dating world mm-hmm. and the unknown. You know, it was like, oh my God, it, you know, you're, you're trying on 20 different hats. I totally. didn't know who I was. I was trying to be like eight different women. Exactly. I wasn't any one of those. And with him. That is really well said, by the way. Yeah. And what is that posturing for women that we're like, who am I to be? Like, we're really good at it. Yeah, and it's not, amazing. and it's not always being, it's not, I mean, I'm going to say sometimes people do it to be disingenuous, but it, most of the times it's not. Mm-mm. You're just used to being, able, having to like perform in the environment. Yes. And if you marry early, most people are, like you said, don't know who we are at that age. So, so how would we even know how to partner or, or commit to a life path of any way? I just think that's really important what you just said. Thanks. Yeah. And I think... In the dating world, it is because you're you're so. I, I was out there, you know. You're meeting people, and you're, and then, you're putting on different hats, and you're trying to fit to who you think this person wants you to be. Exactly. And I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I just, like, yeah. Why? Why am I going to go back into doing that again? And right. And I admit, like, my behavior was crazy. Like, you do things that. Oh, you I'm, yeah, I would say yeah. that about myself too. And I, then it's like when you stop doing it, you're like. What was he doing? Yes. And where did that come from that I thought that that, that was, was okay. what you did? Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Like, that was acceptable. That yeah. was... And with... When I met Brad, it was just easy. I just... I remember thinking at one point, my friends said, are you going to go out with him again? I'm like, yeah. Because I don't have a reason not to. But yeah. And then slowly but surely, like, over a few months period, I'm like... I just... Little things that, like, never... The kindness from he's kind and he's good and it was like perplexing. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even believe this existed it, mm-hmm. as we went on and and then he met my dog <laughs> and I know this sounds funny too but he came into my house because I obviously didn't bring him to my home right away. Sure, he waited kids, several yeah. months mm-hmm. and that was even longer with the kids. Mm-hmm. So he met the dog first <laughs> and I remember he came in and he got on one knee and he started talking to the dog and my dog oh. just like. This is actually funny. My dad would kind of be happy with the first night. He jumped in the bed and slept in between us. And oh. I was like, dogs just know. They just, they know. And he, it was so funny. And I'm like, he doesn't, you know, it was one thing he took mm-hmm. to me, but then, mm-hmm. and it was like the three of us for that bit, like where we sure. bonded and it, it just went from there. And he just showed me things and opened things in me, helped me become more of me. And I learned how important that is if you have a partner. Yep. That you just be you. Like you truly, when someone, and you meet someone that's healthy and it's a fulfilling, mm-hmm. true relationship, you're mm-hmm. you. Like you're okay to be you. Yeah, you just drop into yourself yeah. and you get to be more of yourself as opposed to leaning forward into figuring out who to be. That's beautifully said. Yeah, and he gave me the space knowing, and he had come, he had been divorced at that point several years too, and mm-hmm. you know, I think we just were each other. Like, we just mm-hmm. were okay. We were, oh, both of us were at a point where we were okay with who we were. Right. So there was it. no more pretend. There was no more posturing to. No. Now, how did he. Oh, I think this is true. And again, if I'm phrasing, because I know a little bit about your story, how did he play into helping you start your business? Is that. Yes. Is that, is that appropriate language? Absolutely. Okay. The main thing is he believed in me, and he probably believed in me more than I believed in myself. Sure. Which we all need that, right? We, we all need, need one people person. around us to believe before we do. Yeah. And I didn't have plans on leaving. You didn't. I didn't. Well, like we said, I paid attention. So you knew something wasn't, like, Some, exactly right. It was the starring again. Right. But it you was, didn't actually think you would leave. No, I didn't. Because almost kind of what happened with my marriage, I didn't know where to go or what to do or how to do it. I never, I always had a job. I always worked. Right. It's a whole other John. It's a whole John. I just said John. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole other thing when it's your own thing that you're birthing. Yes. Okay. So he believed in you and you. And some things had just gone on and I, it was, it was time. It was time to move forward. It was time. But what was that step? Like what, like. Things had happened where I was that I didn't believe in anymore were good. Okay, and so your situation was just changing. It had to change. So for someone who's listening and from a business side, yes. okay, the first, like, what was one of your first steps of, like, was it walking around a neighborhood where you might want to have a place? Like, what was, like, that kind of thing? A panic attack. 
actually, <laughs> on my way to work. A bad one. Uh-huh. And I had to call 911 on myself. <laughs> yeah, I thought that I was having a heart attack. And I was driving because of some things. And sure. I just was, and I'm like, what? I did. I called 911. I thought I was having a heart attack. I've never done that before. And so they, I pulled over in mm-hmm. a parking lot and the ambulance came and got me. I'm not <laughs> kidding. Yes. This is Wow. True. Okay. I go big when I do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Your I voice really. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. hold on to the very last second. Until somebody literally kicks me and is like, you got to go. <laughs> Time. So the ambulance came. Yes. Took me to the hospital. Okay. So not sure. Dad came and uh-huh. they came back after all my tests and told me that I, that I had a severe panic attack and to kind of see what was going on and causing these things. And we went home and I remember, and this sounds funny too, I was driving to work and I remember before the panic attack... I literally felt like someone was pushing me, like, back. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, my legs were numb. I'm like, I can't come get there. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't get there. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And so Brad and I had a talk, and he's like, you're, this is killing you. Like, right. you're, you're not going to be any good to anyone else if you're not here anymore because you get sick because of all the things that can go on inside someone in that when, environment. In, that, in, in your in environment that's not good, good for, for you, you anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, well, what do I do? I have two children. Like, sure. I, I had a daughter that I was able to finally build up and I put her in private school. Like, these are things that I had worked for, you know? And um, it's like, you have to quit. And I'm like, I don't quit. I don't <laughs> have a plan B. And I don't know where I'm going to go. And I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, I'm telling him, like, I, and I don't, what do you do? How does a person quit a job? <laughs> Right? Is there a number you call? <laughs> like, I don't know. So anyway, I did. I resigned. And I woke up the next morning. Mm-hmm. And I went and I sat in my egg chair with my journal, because I've kept journals since I was like 14 or 15. Uh-huh. And I looked around and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? But the only thing I did know is I learned from before uh-huh. that these are blessings. Like these moments of... I don't know what in God's green earth I'm going to do next. Right. But it comes. Somehow, it sure does. some way, it all comes. And it does. You just got to put the effort in. You've got to, like, I don't know. I start reaching out to people. I was like. Did you? Oh, my goodness. So that was the first thing that you did. That was the first thing I did. Like, just trying to think of where I'm going to go. I sure. put a resume together. And I, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the one day I decided... I knew I wanted to be in the city. I wanted to be in New York or Philly or both. Uh-huh. Um, so I made, a, Brad had told me to make a list of all the places I wanted to look. So I did. He drove me to Manhattan, <laughs> drew me a map, dropped me off in the financial district. <laughs> and I worked my way up and I went old school, 1980s, pounding the pavement, walking in places, handing them my resume. That's amazing. And it, and that's what I did. And then at the end of the day. Did you love it, was, like doing that? I was scared to death. He actually... I did wind up loving it, but he had to come in and get me before we left. I was actually on the floor crying that I hated my outfit because <laughs> that was so far out of my comfort zone for me. To, yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of courage to yeah, do I that. I in a dark room all day, right? So to have to put myself out there was like what? Oh, that's a threshold. Oh, that was like, and that's what I realized when I did it. Oh, I'm like, wow, it's kind of the same thing again. You're like, this is all happening. I don't know why, but it is for a reason, right? Because your stage is being one-on-one with somebody and like holding space for them and and giving them the care they need in the I mean the facial but also like the love and the care I know everything you do has love and care so that that is such a threshold you downtown Manhattan Mm -hmm. oh that's fantastic image it was funny and um (laughs) I did it and actually Uh I will say each place I went for whatever reason it built me up a little more not that I just got better and better like I would go in and feel good about just having to meet somebody new or talk to somebody new. And so that was the first step. Yep. Um, I sent out a ton of resumes. And, you know, you think with, like, I had a lot of experience. So, but either, you know, I had some offers and it just was not, the offers were kind of not going to be any better than what I was doing and I, I really appreciate I mean it's so that's so I mean it's one thing now is it's a story you know it's yeah. a story like a walk but you're like it can be crushing to to go and expose yourself again and again and mm-hmm. again and 
Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then send out, like, we would email resumes. I would email resumes every day. And then you're, like, checking your email. And you're like, it's the worst. No Cr- one wants me. Crickets. Yeah. Right. You're, like, you're like, maybe I don't have internet right yeah. now. <laughs> My service is down. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I knew our bills are paid now. So right. like, I mean, if this would have been four years before, I'm right, concerned. Right. Maybe I didn't pay my right. cable bill. But, um, yeah, so I finally, you know, was like, I need to do something. Sure. So I decided that we would start looking for if I could just rent a space in the city mm. and go and do facials. And just get back into it. Because I was like... I missed it. I did. Yeah. I missed yeah. it. I'm like, where's my people? Right. And I know that my clients, no one knew where I was because it was abrupt. I didn't... There was Oh, no, sure. And that's an intimate relationship. Yeah. I, 21 years with a lot of people. And I um, had to start from right. scratch. Like, literally. Literally. I didn't have anybody's... Most people, their numbers or their anything. No, because you were working for another for per- company. Company. And that they maintain your client. They maintain your client right. records. And I was told that they were told I, re- I retired. So, um, it takes a lot of fortitude to be in moments like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So but you looked for a space. I looked for a space and I kept looking and then I, I met a wonderful woman. Another, I would say people along the way. Yeah. Who was willing to rent me a space. Mm-hmm. Um, where was your first space? My first space was, uh, on 15th. Uh-huh. It wasn't far from here. Uh-huh. And, um, I, I rented hourly. I rented the space smart hourly because I didn't know if I could afford it. Sure. I, I couldn't certainly couldn't go into like a full on lease. Full on yeah. So we worked and she was amazing and um we laughed because I made a sign we had the sign outside the door, but people didn't see is like I would go in like an hour or two before to set up because uh-huh. there's other people that use that space. Sure. And then it break down. And then when I leave I take my sign with me. Yeah. And I put it in my bag. And I'd go to the next day. And then slowly things started to happen where I was like, oh, I'm trying to get people in and the space isn't available or I, you know, that kind of sign inside you again. Yeah, it's like, like you're starting to outgrow. Yeah. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way. Mm-hmm. In a great way. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and it was a very positive atmosphere and I, I met some wonderful people in there, mm-hmm. and, which was great. Sure. Um, and then I started to look again. And then here we are. I found my little space. Your space is beautiful. Thank you. It's an oasis. I mean, sitting in here for, I mean, I don't know how, we've been in here a little bit now. I'm like, I'm calm. Good. I don't really think about that I'm being in the, I mean, for me in the city, sometimes the city can, it's really fun, but it can be like a lot, but I don't feel that right now. I mean, that's a testament to you and the space that you've created and how we're being held. Plus it's beautiful. Thank you. And do you, who, you said your girlfriend helped with the wall. My, she, can yes, we find her? Yes. What? Flirtatious design. Oh, it is. Yes. Uh, it's stunning. She's amazing. And, Erica. And yeah. the picture of it, that what Erica's work would be on Instagram or on your yes. website. So people yes. could go on there to see. They could go on and then we could, get, I can get them in touch with her too. Mm-hmm. And see your space. And what's yes. your Instagram again? Christina Super Skin. Is it all together? It's all one word. Okay. Yes. So you've been here how long now? This space since May. But it's been like a lifetime. I feel like I've been here forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's real and you've you've traveled a lifetime in yeah. that small space. Yes. So what would you tell someone so so do I feel, I don't want to cut off your story, but no. do you feel like this is where we are now and yes. how's your clientele? Wonderful. Um, and how do people find you, and how has your clientele grown? Is it word of mouth? I, it's all, mostly word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that always brings me the biggest joy is I, my one client, one day, I, I hear this woman on the phone screaming, I found you, I found you. And I was like, what? Well, she's like, I looked for you, and I found you. And so when I find, like, my clients oh, are slowly, it took time. They, my clients found me. Like, a lot of, like, and that, that warms my heart. Like, that. Oh, yeah. That's, like. That makes me so happy because, you know, they, they're, they're not clients to me. No. Like, they're, no, they're my not. people. Like, yeah. we've built a relationship. And so that is huge. And so, and then the other half is really word of mouth. I think word of mouth is really it's where it's huge. Out. It's huge. And there's one concept that, like, if we go back to the bigger, better, faster, which I think all of us has to have to go through. Yes. But the other idea of how to create something is resonance. 
right? Mm -hmm. Where something's pulled towards you. And that's mm -hmm. more the feminine concept. Like you can't, like you're growing a person right now, right? I am. Your, your, your person is growing and you can't make him grow. Mm -hmm. There's a divine resonance. There's like a resonance. He, he's, he's, I don't, you know, I don't want to get too out there, but the idea of everything that needs to happen for him to arrive is happening. Right. Yes. You're creating the environment for him. And there's these ideas of that you can create your business by being who you are. And it might take longer. Mm -hmm. But the word of mouth and the clients that find you, they're not there because of your hashtags. I mean, it's great to be on Instagram and social media and we have to, like, do the marketing. Mm -hmm. But there's something else if you create a relationship with your client. And I think sometimes when people are starting out, they, they might forget. Or I know I, I was frustrated at times when I would watch other people maybe move faster in their marketing mm -hmm. but I never went that path because it's a resonance yes. right and that doesn't change so I, I just wanted to like when you said that I thought that's a really good example of of what resonance is it's that you you're doing your thing and people are literally finding you and of course they were the people that knew your craft before yeah but that there's something to that and it's I actually really have been paying attention to that and I love that because my thing is even I'm kind of like you in that sense, like with Instagram, I'm not, I post because it's what we do, but mm -hmm. you know, what's the point of 10,000 followers if you have two clients? Exactly. That's just not what, you know, what I'm about. Mm -hmm. I am about the person, the client and the personal service. And so for me, that's what's important. And I, it, yes, if it takes a little longer, but I'm okay with that. Right. Because I've learned that that's kind of how it happens right when it's right right with everything so tell us a little bit about getting working with you because maybe somebody hasn't <clears throat> had a facial or doesn't really know what it's how it's different and what tell us a little bit of the inside scoop of working with you so i think the the biggest difference between what i do and is if you go to a salon or a spa mm -hmm. it's a private service i like to say i'm a private skincare practice mm. um i'm by appointment only mm -hmm. And it's, we work together, you know. What does that mean? When you come in, you know, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you. We're going to get to know a little bit about your lifestyle and what you're using on your skin and what your diet is. and, and the, Why your diet? Because it's such a big factor in your skin. Mm. You know, it's certain foods can irritate you and um, you can have gut reactions to things. There's just so many other things that go into your skin mm. besides just slathering something on a yeah. <laughs> and my my thing that I, I love the most is you're not coming to me for a facial and then okay I'll see you in four weeks like there's follow like I I follow you like we talk you know <laughs> if I'm gonna put you on a new regimen we're gonna put together a new regimen a lot of times I either have them bring their products or afterwards screenshot a picture of their products and we pretty much weed out half of what people <laughs> oh, are really? using a lot of the times what do you think the biggest mistake is that people you don't have to say what products or just yeah, like no. what, what is that people misunderstand the most about their skin I think overdoing it mm. and overuse it's kind of everything in life mm -hmm. too much less is more and what would be one thing you could tell everyone they could do? What would so that's one thing to take away. What is one thing they could do? Uh, I think whether it's, it's diet or I think diet is a big factor. Um, you know, eating healthier. You know, greens and things like that for mm. your skin. Um, vitamin C. I mean, is one of the things I think that's for amazing on your skin. It's anti aging. It has so many you know, anti-inflammatory properties. There's so many hmm. factors. And I always think like a quality one, if if you're going to use a better product, you can use a, an okay cleanser. Like we can find you a cleanser over the counter. You don't have to spend $50 mm -hmm. on a cleanser, but you might want to invest in a better serum and maybe a retinol. There you go. And after that, we go from there. It's, you shouldn't leave me with six new products when you first meet me. I won't do that. Like, I can't do that. That doesn't feel good to me. Like... We're going to work this out. We're going to know your lifestyle, know what you're about, what, what's going to work for you, right. too, because what works for one person might not work for another. Everybody's different. We're all individuals. So we need to get to the core of what's going on, mm -hmm. and, and we go from there. Thank you. I think that's helpful for people to know, and there's so much more to it. They can, they can you know, go into onto your website and book a session with you, but it's yes. helpful just to hear, like, a little bit from behind the scenes. Yeah. So we're... Um, what if there was anything that we haven't covered or any 
piece of advice you would like to give somebody listening, whether they're a mom or not a mom or an entrepreneur or not, or not an entrepreneur? Is there anything that you would... You can lie on the floor for a minute, but get up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because you can do it. Like, it's your life. And, and, and do it with love. No matter what anybody's doing, don't let anybody take your spirit. Ever. Mm. Ever, 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 ever. Believe me, they'll try. And I mean try hard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for now. Thank you for your time for sharing with us. And if people, you're going to go on a little bit of a maternity leave. Yes. So this will probably come out in January or February. So when is your calendar, you know, when can people look to enjoying being with you again? I will be back in April. Great. Yeah. And you might already be booked. So when you're listening to this, people might, you know, might be May when they can get yes. in with your book. But just so they know, we'll make it you're happen. coming out of spring and you are ready. And it's, you know, it's worth the wait. Like I said, when I came in here, my beloved dentist was two floors above and I would, I was living in two, two time zones away, but I came to see him. And I think when you find a quality practitioner like yourself that actually sees you as a whole being and not just as a customer, mm-hmm. it's a totally different experience feel that here so facials with love facials with love like it's just it's what I do it's what you do it's that touch too that's I mean I think personally I think that what who you are on the inside is what comes out in your craft if you've if you've stayed connected to yourself and that is incredibly apparent with you that everything you do is done with love and I know I've received your generous support and your in your Every time I'm with you, I'm inspired by you. Your oh. commitment to how you carry yourself and how you treat others and and to excavating to, to keep growing yourself is really, really inspiring. And I'm really glad to know you. I am so glad to know you. You are just amazing. I love you deeply. And thank you. And check her out on ChristinaSuperskin.com. Yes, please. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs>